Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Aaron. Oh, I'm Adam. And this is the Keenan and Kel podcast with Adam and Aaron. Adam, do you want to explain that little the little yelp that you just did? That was my, my Tarzan uh, shriek, uh, inspired by Kel's Tarzan shriek, which kicks off our episode, We Are the Champions. I'm very impressed with your Tarzan shrieks. <laughs> Thank you. I've only been practicing it for 20-some years. <laughs> Good. Okay, so tonight we have a pretty fun episode, or this morning. Wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast, we thank you for listening. Stay tuned till the end, because we have some exciting news. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can plug the news right now. We don't need to keep them on the hook forever. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> plug it right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have made good on our promise and have officially opened up a t-shirt store. Uh, Keenan and Cal parody t-shirt store. Let me tell you, everybody, you want to check this out. These are some of the coolest t-shirts. They got our logo. We got references from the show, customizable shirts and hoodies and magnets and even more. Um, all from our friends over at Tee Public. Yes, uh, the store is officially called Rockmore and Kimball. The links will be posted on both the t- Twitter accounts and other social media handles. We'll, we'll be playing this pretty frequently because uh, I, I, I'm so happy that our dumb ideas of like every time we see a t-shirt design on the show, we're like, that should be in here. So uh, we've got our, our logo, of course. Then there's the hero and friend of hero shirt from I'm going to get you Keenan as well as all four shirts from the IQ Can Do Better episode. Any of them can be yours. <laughs> we do have one problem, Adam. What's that? I see no apron option on Public. <laughs> I know. I'm very disappointed by that. We we might have to do some custom designs for just you and me on that. Long time coming. I'm so glad that we were able to pull this together. It's uh, Rockmore and Kimball. Again, link will be on Twitter. And in the show notes, probably, right? Every, every show note from here on out. Yep, that's that's the only thing in the show notes. Okay, yes. <laughs> so uh, do you want to get started with the show, Adam? Uh, first off, thanks yes. for thanks for getting those that that site up and running. I'm going to buy and wear all of those. Oh, let's thank uh, Tom McGuire for some of our designs. He was a fan that reached out to us, and with his help, we were able to pull together these awesome. Uh, looking ones so thanks Tom yeah believe it or not you can't just take a picture of Keenan and Kel and, and put it on a t-shirt <laughs> you gotta do some no uh, original to... art to, yeah to sell it yeah this is a uh, strictly parody merchandise we are the champions here we go so Keenan enters the center stage um, he has got like a, a horrible shirt on it's like a diamond <laughs> a vertical diamond pattern with orange and blue and yellow and it's oh, way yeah. too big. Covers the elbows and everything. For one of the first times, Keenan comes out solo. He, he says, thank you everybody for coming out tonight. And to all of our Spanish-speaking folks, thank you. <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any effort to say gracias 
or or any uh, anything else. <laughs> no, it's a, a fun gag to start off with. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of gag, um, Kel, uh, not knowing where he is, Keenan asks around, and Kel comes in swinging. He comes in, ah, um, swings in. He he goes all the way down like a pendulum, comes back, and then on his way back the other way. And it's actually Kel, by the way, because it's all in one yes. cut. Yeah, it's actually Kel. Um, he knocks Keenan over. <laughs> and then Keenan's just like, what's happening? But you could tell they're having a great time. Yes, they are. Uh, Kel is wearing a what I would call a Tarzan toga. Looks like a leopard print-like outfit. And he's got one strand like tied around his head like a bandana, kind of. Yes, and uh, I like the Rockmore and Kimball store. This uh, this is clearly avoiding copyright infringements. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now that Tarzan has entered like the public domain. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Kel says, "I'm Tarzan. I was watching TV, and and I wanted to I wanted to be him." Yeah, he wanted to do something <laughs> different for the show. Yeah, and uh, and Keenan says, "Well, that's great and everything, but this isn't TV. This is real life." <laughs> and, and then they is it now that they look at the camera or do they yeah they look at the camera right after this they look at the camera cal's like wait isn't this just a television show and then keenan's like let's get on with the show cal thumps his chest as he does the all here it goes and we uh we get on with the show interesting opening i'm excited to see what happens right but uh it was pretty quick they kind of wanted to get to the the action of the show like the rest of season three, this intro matches the episode that we're about to see unfurl before us. It makes sense to do that. And it also makes sense to kind of like, you know, set the energy, set the tone, and then just get on with it. Because sometimes, sometimes those intros drag out and you're like, okay. Uh, this episode was written by Steve Freeman, who wrote a previous episode, Foul Bowl. And you recall how that basketball stuff beginning the end, it really interwove into the show. Right. Uh, let's, uh, let's start off in Rigby's, as we always do. So we're in Rigby's. Keenan is checking out a customer waves goodbye um and then chris comes to the front he announces that it's one o'clock and so what does one o'clock mean adam it's time to announce the employee of the day yes employee of the day not month not week which is so so weird <laughs> to do this at one o'clock in the afternoon okay so so there's charla here and there's keenan and they announce yeah they, they announce employee of the day i think that this is chris's incentive to get keenan to work harder I agree entirely, yes. And he's been doing it for over a month, and um, every single time he, it's, been, it's been awarded to, uh, to Sharla. Yes, so immediately Chris has lost his, whatever desire Keenan had to, to be a good employee, he is now spiteful of Chris and Sharla, so it did not work. Yeah, I think if it doesn't work in 30 days, it won't work. I, I mean, I think if it doesn't work in, in one week, <laughs> right like he doesn't win a single day yeah that's not good <laughs> and then uh chris has the gall to like bait keenan on where he says he says uh, today's winner just might be someone different right he pulls out this envelope it's like stamped with, like yeah, wax seal no no i mean it's just normal and then um charla is, is there and keenan is behind the counter and Chris is like, no, no, Keenan, come on. Like, you never know what could happen. And Keenan's like, oh, really? Oh, and he actually gets excited. <laughs> yeah, Ke Keenan says, don't tease me. He then gets really excited. <laughs> yeah. They, at one point, they show the employee of the day wall, and it's just a bunch of Polaroids of Sharla. <laughs> it's very funny. With her name written under it. Yeah. It's time for a drum roll. So what does Keenan do? He pulls out the uh, stereo and it presses the, the button, the play button, and it's a CD with a drum in it. 
or a cassette, I suppose. Congratulations, Sharla. Ever you saw it coming, but it was painful. It was painful to watch. I'll be honest. I I'm not crazy about the Rigby's scenes in this episode because it's all about this employee of the day thing, and it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, it's too stupid to to be funny. It's like, oh no, Keenan didn't win. Well, it seems like they're going for like some kind of big payoff. <laughs> right. Like, uh, there's no. Perhaps a different new character would get that award. We'll talk about how this could be better towards the end. Cal comes in and he's very excited about a program that Keenan and Cal are involved in. Yeah. Yeah. So this, you know, we're just getting all of our characters. Let's just mention that Charla's here. We haven't seen Charla in a minute. Uh, Chris, of course. Keenan, all all off the bat, and then Cal enters as he usually does. Um, and yeah, he says that they got their. Adopt a critter, critter. Um, uh, they paid some money to to adopt, uh, you know, an animal from the zoo. Essentially, it's it's now their animal, because you know nobody cares about anything unless you own it. That's how <laughs> human beings operate. <laughs> they have like the honorary privileges of of having this animal. They could go see it whenever they want, which is definitely not true. <laughs> you have to pay to get to the zoo. It definitely has to be during zoo hours. Yeah, you can't just sneak in at after hours. Or yeah. can you? We'll see. W- what is the name of the creature they've adopted? Uh, his name is Charles, and he is a chimpanzee. He is. A two-year-old <laughs> chimpanzee. Keenan immediately wants to leave work to go see Charles. Yeah, and, and uh, Chris is like, well, I don't know if that's a good idea, Keenan. It might jeopardize your ability to win employee of the day tomorrow. <laughs> Keenan says, see ya. <laughs> it just, just dips immediately again terrible incentive chris is like michael scott level with this uh this incentive program i mean it's really terrible because i was just thinking like this seems like something mr krabs would do and then it was like oh wait this is something mr krabs did right remember when spongebob won employee of the month every month for 200 months or whatever yeah yeah it's like season one early this is 1999 spongebob is when this stuff was happening right in fact i want to quick look up the dates of that yeah because this is the same i do love when when these tv shows that are geared towards kids talk about like real world stuff because it makes it kind of fun it's like oh have you any at any job you've ever had had an employee of the month program absolutely not (laughs) no no it's very like i've only seen it in like works of fiction like this yeah, no, I don't know if it's actually real. <laughs> it might be, but even now, it's like you don't just congratulate one person. You'd congratulate a whole team or, or, or division or department. Yeah, I've seen a lot of more team awards. It'd be like a te- teacher recognition award maybe, or, but not, not employee of the month, no. So uh, the SpongeBob episode came out on March 8th, 2000. Which means that um, this episode predated it by a whole calendar year. <laughs> Ah, there you go. So, yeah, they probably got the inspiration and spent nine months animating it, like as they had to do back then. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine being like an old school animator? Yeah, really. Yeah, no, the turnaround on that stuff is is very difficult. Adam, did you see Soul? I did, yes. Yeah. Talk about animation. That is, that movie is phenomenal. Uh, You see Luca as well. I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Uh, very uh, yes, and I like this. I think I like the style of that one a little bit more than than Soul. Not yeah, that Soul's, Soul's, Soul's a little out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely <laughs> uh, okay. I got I got to give Luca a watch. I know it's it's on the list. So yeah. So uh, they visit the zoo, which I can only assume is the Lincoln Park Zoo of Chicago. This is not a real zoo. It's just a zoo set. <laughs> yes, it, it is not real. I like the background though of the one. Like as soon as they walk there. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, so clearly not a real zoo. But 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 Virgil Fabian starts playing his card immediately with some crazy camera angles through like the chimpanzee exhibits. That's right. That's right. So Adam, let's talk about this chimpanzee exhibit. First off, it's just Keenan and Cal there. Um, yep. How far apart do you think these bars are? <laughs> uh, they're like about fenced in distance, I would say. I would say they're about uh, a good eight to ten inches separated. <laughs> Definitely enough for a small chimpanzee to sneak through and run away. Yes, uh, ag- agreed. We actually see um, we see Charles like start to reach through like towards Kel, and it's like a very easy to escape manner. I think he's actually reaching through to Keenan, um, and it's funny because this is a real chimpanzee. Oh yeah, it's it's an absolutely real chimpanzee, and Keenan and Kel have to now do a scene with the chimpanzee. Which uh, I, I hear in, in, in Hollywood, it's very difficult to work with kids and animals. I, I would imagine that it's very difficult to work with animals. But what's funny is, like, clearly it wasn't written in, like, what Charles is going to do here. But Charles is, like, grabbing Keenan's double chin. <laughs> it's like very, he's just, like, groping it. And Keenan's like, can't stop laughing. Charles the Ship is very funny and does a very good job. Especially with, uh, and, and like, you know, there's some parts where it's like, clearly, all right, whatever enrichment stuff he's got, like, Keenan and Kel are working with, like, all the gifts that Kel has brought Charles are probably from the zoo itself. Uh, yeah. Or the, the animal handlers, I should say. That's right. <clears throat> what gifts does Kel bring? Well, f- first, uh, Kel says that, I haven't been this excited since I kicked the winning goal in that soccer game. Keenan goes, I don't know you played soccer. He's like, yeah, you, you don't play soccer. That never happened. I guess I've never been excited then. So yeah, he grabs Ke- Keenan's chin. He gives Keenan a hug. Which he clearly is almost through the gate at this point. He's giving, <laughs> yes. he's giving Keenan a whole hug. Uh, both arms. And gives him a kiss, too. He's very sweet, as, as Kel points out. Uh, so Kel gives him a hat, a baseball mitt, a fire truck, and a teddy bear. Yeah. As he's giving him the teddy bear, a woman in a lab coat walks by. <laughs> uh, clearly an underpaid, <laughs> underappreciated <laughs> zoologist. <laughs> and she says, please do not give the chimpanzees baseball mitts or whatever. Yeah, she's very dour. And he's like, oh, you must have came to say goodbye to him. Yeah. And they're like, what? Goodbye? We just yes. adopted him. And uh, unfortunately, Charles is being taken to another zoo. Charles, who they just adopted from the Adopta, what is critter. it? Adopt a critter program is now being moved. And it makes me think, is that really how slow postage moved back then? <laughs> like, like, like I, did, I, I would say yes. No, this is like a six-month program that they like, were I know. For. It's, they, they had Charles all assigned, this two-month chimpanzee, and now he's being moved for no reason. Yeah, uh, there's probably a, a, a like a zoological reason for this. Like maybe he didn't get along with the other chimps or something like that. He did look, it looked like he was doing fine. <laughs> Um, he did, yes. Now, a lot of times in zoos, animals just get moved around. Certain zoos become sanctuaries. It become, like, places for animals to come and heal. And so they just kind of, oh, like, sure. move the healthy ones away. All that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, there's plenty of reasons for that to happen. She's like, oh, don't worry, I'll give you another animal to adopt. But, you know, uh, Kel is, is distraught at this news. Kel, as we've learned in other episodes, is a real animal lover. Yeah, he's very attached, very emotional, and... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Empathic, right? He can, yes, he can kind of like, he can kind of like sense these other animals. Um, I, I will say that Tarzan, the Tarzan motif early on is kind of apt for Kel because he has a lot more energy, like in common with some creatures than he, than people often. Yeah, that's right. And uh, <laughs> he also gives off the energy of some creatures. 
uh, more than more so than normal young adult energy, um, as we'll see later in this episode. But yeah, here here we cut to a place we haven't been in a while, Keenan's room. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, Kel is is looking at a picture of Charles uh, for Lauren. He looks like the uh, the Wolverine meme. Have you ever seen? <laughs> Lying in bed looking at the picture of, of Grey. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And so this, this camera angle is like Kel's eyes looking at this picture. It's really unnecessary, but I still love just the lengths that Virgil goes to to uh, to make yeah. these cuts a little bit different. Keenan enters, and he wants to cheer him up. What does Keenan do? Keenan is like, I got something that'll cheer you up. And then he gives him a two liter of orange soda. And... We'll do a little cute little dance, cute little song. We haven't done this in a little bit. Yeah, no. Who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda. It's been a long time since we've done one of those. Yeah, I think they overdid it a little bit in in season (laughs) Season one. Season two, like they really... They really overdid it. Oh my god. The last time we did a full one was uh, Attack of the Bugmen. Whoa, that was months ago. (laughs) It was. uh, 12 episodes ago, in fact. Wow. So, yeah, no, we were overdue. Kel proceeds to chug this two liter instantly we do a little jump cut and then he chugs it instantly and then he goes right back to being depressed before he drinks it he says keenan there is nothing that can cheer me up right now and then keenan pulls up the orange soda he gets all dancy and sings a song drinks two liter and he goes see there is nothing that can make me happy right now (laughs) yeah well keenan unfortunately has another trick up his sleeve as he uh, reaches his sleeve into his closet. And he pulls out a monkey puppet. First, Kells is guessing who was in the closet. Michael Jordan, Oprah. Brittany. <laughs> the guy who sat behind me in third grade. <laughs> I, I think the one thing that I, I never noticed about Keenan and Kel that I am noticing, you know, I've noticed throughout these many episodes the lists there's so many lists there's multiple lists per episode and it's like it's funny because that's actually hard to write because it's they escalate right you have to like there's like a rule of three type thing going on yeah yeah definitely so this puppet is called chimpy by keenan and i want to say that (laughs) this is a very good this might be my favorite comic bit of the episode okay so why don't you explain it because (laughs) i just didn't think it was that funny (laughs) <laughs> well, I, the part that I like is that um, Ke- Kel believes Chippy is a real person. <laughs> and he, yeah, it's very confusing how Kel perceives Chimpy. Yeah, well, uh, he just, I think, immediately goes into the headspace as soon as Keenan says, this is your new friend, Chimpy. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. So He's like, oh, good, another friend. Yeah, he's like, Keenan and I, uh, so he's like, well, Chimpy, Keenan and I adopted uh, this other chimp. That's Keenan over there. And he's like, what's, it, what's good? <laughs> yeah, yeah Ke- Ke- the puppet turns to Keenan. Keenan's like, what's up? Yeah, and he's just like, you know, um, uh, yeah, but so, yeah, he's going to a different zoo. Well, Chimpy's all like, I'll be your friend, Kel. Because <laughs> he's like, well, you're just a dumb old stupid puppet. And then uh, Keenan as Chimpy attacks Kel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for this insolence. So I, I just think it's really funny because Kel not only realizes that not only treats Chippy like a new person that has never met Keenan before, but also calls him a dumb old stupid puppet. I think Kel's more so lashing out because of his Charles problem. Like, he's very upset that he's going to be losing not only his friend, but his adopted child, right? It's like this creature, this, this critter that he adopted oh, is yeah. now going to be gone. Back at Rigby's, there is a woman who makes a purchase of... Twenty dollars and two cents, and she um 
insists that she has the two cents. I have worked uh, as a sales associate before. This is a common occurrence. Uh, it gets to this point where, where she's like digging in her bag and he's like, I'll spot you the two cents, right? Because who wouldn't spot two cents? And she's like, no, no, I have it. She just can't help. She can't accept help from anybody. At one point she says, you're a very good employee. How come you were never employee of the day? And he's just kind of like twitching. <laughs> Yeah, and then she, uh, yeah, Keenan eventually, like, slips the, uh, the two cents in front of her and makes it, makes it happen. The only thing missing from the scene is the line behind the lady. Um, so at one point, uh, during this scene, we cut to the back, and Chris and Sharla are there with two boxes. And Chris makes a terrible joke. He, um, the end of a terrible joke. We don't know how... Right. So then the rhinoceros says, uh, "Not soup, soap." So Charla just looks at, like, kind of looked towards the camera, like, "I don't know how much longer I can do this." <laughs> She's like laughing along with Chris, trying to. Make I don't him know how much longer good. I can be employee of the day. <laughs> right, right. She's like putting up with him, and they go into the front. Meanwhile, Kel strollers in, a young chimpanzee, into the back of Rigby's. Yes, Charles has left the zoo. Um, this is. Clearly the rest of the episode. Um, yes. I do like the, the world that we live in. We don't have to show how Kel got the chimpanzee out of the zoo. But I would imagine he just kind of like took him through the bars. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked like he could slip through them pretty easily. There must have been no zoo security though. Because how do you just let the chimpanzee be strolled out? Anyways, so here's Charles. I, I keep wanting to call him George. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel bad for chimpanzees everywhere because they're all probably just called George. It's a very common chimp name, I'm certain. <laughs> for some reason. Well, Curious George. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason. I, th I think you were being I was not confused. <laughs> okay. I'm like, Adam, haven't you ever heard of Curious George? Okay. Uh. So, Charles George, the senior fourth is here in a uh, diaper and wheeled in in a purple stroller yeah uh and um so that's what he does and the audience kind of like ooh, what's going on here kel picks him up they look around to see if anybody's there and kel like gives him the thumbs up like oh we made it i don't know why oh, yeah. he went in the back of rigby's i, I guess <laughs> it makes it's the safest spot kel doesn't have a house <laughs> or a plan about what to do with this chimpanzee. <laughs> so I think this makes sense. Uh, he, his his only plan is that to get Charles some bananas and get himself some orange soda. Yeah. So uh, Keenan is still dealing with this woman who's trying to find her two cents. She pulled out a box of tissues. I mean, toilet paper. Uh, mouthwash. Then this funny, really funny thing happens. Cal comes out and, and Keenan's still dealing with this lady. And Cal like, is like, Keenan, Keenan, I got to tell you something. And Keenan wants none of it. Tell me later. And, and he's like, please, please, Keenan, please. And then he's like, please, just tell me later. And he's like, Keenan, but please. And then everybody in the store turns to Kel and says, tell him later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Kel grabs some bananas and some orange soda and goes to the back. Or is it just bananas? He already had the orange soda. No, he grabs an orange soda from the cooler. <laughs> then he runs across the store, grabs it. <laughs> Two bananas, smells them first, and then runs to the back. You gotta check if those bananas are good. And then the woman finds a nickel. I, I mean, like, I know we already said what happens, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. this is how long this goes on. She finds a nickel, and then Keenan's like, oh, perfect, I'll give you change. And she's like, nope, I have two cents. <laughs> yeah, so she finds it. At, 
Keenan hides it and gives it to her, and then she leaves, and Keenan says, please don't come back very soon. And she looks very confused. She thought that she was the hero. <laughs> she had actually found it. Uh, so uh, Chris asks Keenan to go to the back to get a stepladder. Oh, yeah, he says, are you sure I can handle it? It's not like I'm the employee of the day. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Which is also like he's using that employee of the day thing very well. Oh yeah, because he's like, oh, I didn't know I was capable. <laughs> he's using the employee of the day to get out of doing more work, so it's yeah. completely backfiring in Chris's yeah, face. Chris is just terrible idea by Chris. So Keenan goes to the back to grab the stepladder. He he enters the back. There is Kel sitting at a table with Charles. And they're both eating bananas, drinking orange <laughs> yeah. soda. And so, and so Keenan goes, he grabs a stepladder, he walks back to the front of the store, then he pauses. <laughs> well, well on, hold on, on his way back, he like gives Charles like a nod. Like, oh, hey, does he? <laughs> yeah, he has it going. And then Kel's that. sitting there like he's, like he's stunned, like uh, freezing, like don't move. And he has like, a yeah, banana he- in his mouth. And then <laughs> Keenan goes like, what's up? Uh, grabs the stepladder, goes to the front, goes all the way around the front counter... And then gets to the middle of the store and freezes. And he doesn't give the stepladder to Chris. He His eyes go big and he drops it and then he runs to the back. <laughs> yep. As soon as he's there, he's flabbergasted and Charles throws bananas at him. That's right. Uh, Cal's trying to explain that, you know, they were going to take him away. Uh, and then, yeah, he throws a well, banana right at Keenan's forehead. And then Cal says, you know better than to throw bananas at daddy number two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the grocery store is no place for a primate. And that favorite part of the episode right here. Yeah. Charles and Kel do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Kel goes primate, and then Charles raises his arm. (laughs) (laughs) I think that might be the pinnacle of that bit. I I think so. Getting a monkey to do it. Yeah, he, like, raises his arm. It's so funny. That's that's hilarious. Mm. And then Charles goes on to do something that's not really very funny, which is goes over to Chris's desk and throws all the papers. Yeah, they were kind of limited on what George could actually, or Charles could actually do. This is kind of where the rest of the episode falls apart a little bit, because it's just kind of physical comedy based off what this monkey can do. I I hate to say it, but it's like, let's replace Kel's part of the episode with this monkey. (laughs) Yeah, and and Kel is is funnier than the monkey, I gotta say. Oh, yes. The monkey is just like, oh, wow, that's a monkey. It's like Charles throws these these papers everywhere. Keenan goes to the front of the store then. He goes, ah, the front of the store. It's so much better than the back of the store. (laughs) Like persuading people to not go back there. People are looking at him like like he's crazy. All I had to do was nothing. (laughs) And instead he's just talking up the front of the store. And he's like, I I think someone points out like Charlotte, like you've got banana on your forehead. And he just, mind your business. Oh, I was eating a banana and then it got on my forehead. Uh, And then there's a loud noise in the back and Keenan like knocks something over to try to cover for it. (laughs) Charlotte goes, or Chris goes, what was that noise? And Keenan's like, oh, I just knocked something over. Sorry. And Charlotte says, what was that loud noise before you knocked that over? (laughs) He's like, what do you mean? Very deductive of her. Yes. There's a loud noise again. And it's very clear that something's happening in the back of Rigby's. Chris is like, I'm going to the back. And then Keenan's like, no. And then he just gives him a big hug in the middle of the store to like, to like restrain him. <laughs> and he's like, you're such a great boss. I had to hug you. I, when is the last time we did this? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's, it's real good. Uh, and then we see Charles. Charles runs to the front of the store wearing a Rigby's apron. Somehow he got a hold of a a, a monkey-sized Rigby's apron. This is where I just love the universe of Keenan and Kel so much. I'm just going to let this happen. Yeah, and he uh, he causes some chaos. 
Yeah, he he runs around or hops around the store, um, knocks while well, well, Keenan knocks over most of the stuff. Uh, <laughs> if you watch, <laughs> Keenan's arms are just flail, literally flailing. Yeah, At one point, he's trying to contain uh, contain Charles, and he, he just like goes. His arms are above his head. He's like, whoa. <laughs> it, it ends with him. Uh, Throwing a bunch of bananas at Kel and knocking Kel out. Bananas. Yeah. Bananas. <laughs> that's probably the worst thing that someone's been knocked out with on this show. That's that's pretty bad. Um, but let's just say what happens here, Adam. Yeah, uh, go ahead. George jumps onto the counter and then starts hurling stuff at Keenan, Kel, Charlotte, and Chris and all the customers. So here, Charles is on top of the counter. Yeah, And yes, everybody is. else is like bowing down to him, kind of like, oh, no. They're all kind of afraid. They don't know what to do to stop him. I guess they're kind of afraid of grabbing the monkey. As I would be. I would never come back to Rigby's again if I saw a monkey loose in the store. Yeah, that is just uh, preposterous. Uh, that's uh, that's what happens for the commercial break. So uh, they go to the Rockmore house. Yep, uh, we, we, we cut and we see Roger snoozing on the couch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just sleeping, not in his bed, on the couch. He's the king of his castle right here. That's right. Keenan, uh, the TV's on. Keenan, like, opens the door looks around very quietly he's all hunched over like a spy and then kel goes your daddy's asleep on the couch <laughs> just immediately blows their cover right but but he doesn't wake up because he's a heavy sleeper and he's king of the house but there's another exclamation so so on the tv they're talking about the chimpanzee who escaped from the zoo and kel shouts about the news waking up roger <laughs> successfully this time right and and meanwhile um kel has wheeled the stroller right behind roger and so it's like Kel's on Rod, over Roger's right shoulder, Keenan's over Roger's left shoulder, and then and then like the Charles is hiding behind the couch, which is a perfect framing for the ensuing conversation, where Roger, apropos of nothing, says to Keenan, "Wait a minute, son, we haven't talked in a while." <laughs> Your Roger is becoming more like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> My Roger's a moving target. <laughs> yeah, he goes, we haven't talked in a while. How are things? Or something like that. It just makes the worst small talk ever. Yeah. How's school? Keenan's like, ah, school's great. See ya. Before he can leave, um, Charles reaches up and starts grabbing his daddy's bald head. Right. Um, they don't want to tell their dad that they have a chimpanzee, of course. So... <laughs> <laughs> Kel pretends like he hit Mr. Rockmore's head. Kel says, I put my hand on your head. Then Roger says, why? But like, not like the big exclamation why, I have to say. This is a lowercase why. Keenan says something, and then Charles hits his dad again. So Kel puts his hand on uh, again, and he's like, what are you doing? Um, and this is really funny. Do you have this gag? Kel goes like, I don't know why, Keenan? <laughs> like looking for backup. Yeah, and Keenan backs him up and says, uh, he must feel what like all this baldness feels like. And Kel goes, feels empty. <laughs> it feels empty or smooth. Yeah, I like the empty, like baldness and emptiness. <laughs> it happens again, and this time it was, there's a fly in your head. It's, it's a mess. I want to ask you, does Charles count as things that hit Roger in the head? I think so. <laughs> okay, great. Has to, has to. Um, I was waiting for the big like thing where, where Charles threw something at Roger's head. <laughs> I never got that, though. No, no. So we'll have to settle for his fist. Right. So we go up to Keenan's room, and something remarkable happens, might I say. Keenan says to Kel, hey, we should just tell my dad that we have a monkey. <laughs> that way, we'll just get it out in the open, and then we'll deal with it. 
a lot of awareness, mature awareness from Keenan. He has seen this before. He's like, yeah. I know what happens when I keep this from my dad. He's like, Kel, this has happened to us 47 times in a row now. We should just be honest with him. <laughs> right, so so Kel's like, I don't know. And Keenan's like, whatever, I'm going to call the zoo. So Keenan calls the zoo, tells them to come to the Rockmore residence. They have the chimpanzee. Did you get the Rockmore residence? This is the first time it's ever been said. 6230 Holler Street? I wrote Hollard Street. Yeah, Hollard. Yeah, that sounds right. All 6230 right, Hollard Street. Not a real street in Chicago, but I'll take it. Uh, that's where they live in this universe. Maybe it's changed in 22 years. As they're calling the zoo, uh, Charles is getting it's all kinds of mischief in the background. Doesn't he open the window and then leaves out the door? He opens the window and then he opens the door, goes across the room, opens the door very quietly. And then he closes the door. So after they hang up the phone, Keenan's like, where, where'd he go? And then... They look, they look over, the window's open. They're like, oh my god, he jumped out the window! <laughs> yeah, so, Kel follows suit and dives out the window. Dives, head first. Yes. <laughs> so, so, just exactly what Kel would do. And then what happens next is, is very, like, this episode hits Keenan and Kel's characters pretty well. Right, so what does Keenan do? Keenan quietly walks over to the chair by the doors and sits down. <laughs> yeah, he, like, wheels his desk chair. He's like... He pulls it, he sits down, almost like crosses his legs. Yeah, and then Cal busts open through the door. I think he's got, like, leaves and stuff on him. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I didn't saw nothing. We're gonna need a flashlight. And Ken is just like, why did that happen? Um, that was that was funny, but Charles is now gone. Roger in the kitchen, what's he doing? Well, he's making a sandwich. He's just <laughs> yes. living his best life all by himself. Um, mm-hmm. He's and he's kind of like scatting. He's like He's like dancing around the kitchen, making his sandwich. He's living his best life here. So as he makes a sandwich, he puts it down. He goes to get was it mayo or something like that. Yep, mayo, salt, pepper in the cabinet. He's scatting, dancing. And uh, Charles comes in, grabs the sandwich, and leaves. Yep, he jumps up on the chair, grabs the sandwich in one hand, uh, and then just walks out. Roger sits down. He's like, oh, yeah, he sets his stuff down. And then he looks at the sandwich, and he's just like, what? He's <laughs> like, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. What do you think in a situation like that? I've had this thought before, and I think I think Roger went through this, like, step before. It's like, it's the feeling that you get in the shower where it's like, oh, wait, did I shampoo my hair? Right, like, did I clean <laughs> this? I, I've made my sandwich for myself so many times before that I may have been remembering making it some other time. Right, yeah, all the memories to jumbled together, and you're like, oh, uh, wait, hold yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, he apparently starts making a second sandwich. We cut over. We see, like, he, he gets up in, like, a, a hurry, and he's like, I guess I better make it a better sandwich. Keenan and Kel come down the stairs. Charles is lounged on the couch, <laughs> sitting there, just hanging out. Yeah, uh, but they don't see him, so they're like, keep your eyes open, look for him. And then they walk outside. So they walked wa- right by him. Yep, they, they missed him. They have flashlights, <laughs> and now they're going to look outside for Charles. I mm. suppose in the tree. Yes, uh, out in the round, I guess. Uh, meanwhile, Charles goes into the closet, and uh, Roger comes in with a sandwich in front of the TV. He sits down, he's still got his, he's got his napkin tucked in, his shirt. He sits down, and then the second sandwich, or his first sandwich, is right there. <laughs> And he's looking around like, who, what is going on? Yes. I'd be less confused if I saw that. Because I'm like, oh, I must have brought it in here and forgotten that I moved in here. Yeah, very strange. Poor Roger. He's losing his mind. 
Just like everybody. It seems like Keenan and Kel are losing their mind because they're outside looking around for this mysterious thing called Charles um, while Kyra and Cheryl walk <laughs> up on them. And uh, Kyra has not been on an episode for the whole season, just about. Happy B-Day Mark was the last time we saw her. Oh, my God. I, I think, no, no, that's not true. We also saw her in um, Attack of the Bugmen. I uh, I did some homework, and I think I figured it out. <laughs> I think I solved the, the Kyra conundrum for this episode. For this whole season. This whole show, possibly. Her episodes this season are, let me read them off to you. She was in Attack of the Bugmen, Freezer Burned, We're the Champions, and Happy B-Day Mark. Just those four. Those are episodes 310 to 313 of the production order. So I think the production order is how... Uh, for at least this season, or, you know, the order that they were made and filmed and shot like that. And she was only available for that tight window there. She, that's why she wasn't in it before and she wasn't in it after. I don't know if she wasn't available as much as they only wanted <laughs> her to film. Right. They only wanted her two weeks of work compared to... If an episode's like a week, then maybe right. like that was the month that they realized that they could get her for. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something, something along those lines. Yeah, but she's here and she's uh she's real old now. Yeah, she <laughs> she's like two feet taller than season yeah, two. Yeah, she Kyra. really hit her growth spurt here. Anyways, her and her mom were out at the movies, mm-hmm. and they are like, "Who is Charles?" Because <laughs> Keenan and Kelly are looking for Charles. They're like, "Who is Charles?" Charles is our pet rock. Oh, there he is. Picks up a rock. <laughs> Very good cover, and they're kind of looking at him like, okay. And they go, and then Kel says, hey, Keenan, The Rock is the same name as Charles. I'm glad we have Kel here to just lighten the mood. Yeah, the only inkl- inkling whatsoever that we have of Kyra's personality and interests in once. <laughs> because when Roger asks them how was the movie, she has a very sophisticated review. Yeah, she says, funny and whimsical, but at times... Poignant. Poignant. <laughs> My handwriting is is not my handwriting while watching Keenan and Kel. I, I mean, you try it, people. You try watching Keenan and Kel and taking notes, okay? Yeah, I I watched it once. I watched it again, then I paused it as I watched it to write notes. I I could not do it live. Yeah, I watch it once and write notes. We did miss a uh, a, a joke from from earlier, is that Ke- Roger was suspicious of Keenan and Kel's uh, stroller that they had. Right. They said sometimes we pretend that we have a baby. And Roger looks on like, what? <laughs> now they, uh, the Rockmores go upstairs, and Cheryl's just like, did you know that Keenan has a has a Brock? And Roger's all like, did you know that he has a baby? Yeah, he <laughs> pretends to have a baby. There was another gag here. There's so many like kind of things just shoved shoved in this episode. Cheryl opens the closet where Charles is to take off her card again, and she just kind of like drops it in there, but Charles like grabs it. And then she closes it, and she doesn't even notice that somebody grabbed it from her. This is a very talented monkey, by the way. He can do all kinds of stuff. Charles, uh, once they go upstairs, sneaks back into the kitchen. Yeah, he goes across the couch, over the ottoman, and then into the kitchen. And in that kitchen, he causes all kinds of chaos. It's basically Cal on Turkey Day. (laughs) He just starts, like, throwing stuff everywhere. He flips over the fruit bowl, jumps from the counter to the table, grabs a tablecloth, like, rips it. Goes over some plates, throws the plates on the ground, gets a ball, puts it over his head. It's supposed to be really funny, and it's more so amusing because it's a monkey. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you actually think about it, it's like, it's just a monkey wearing a diaper. (laughs) And it's pretty fascinating to watch, but not that funny. Not really. And and I think even the place that he's throwing, like, they don't seem like they're breaking, really. 
they feel like they're just plastic and they're kind of just landing on the ground. They look like plastic plates. Yeah, and then, I mean, we cut to it later and you see, like, ceramics broken. But I don't think they did let the monkey break ceramics. I don't really think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, it's kind of... I, I feel like the joke isn't worth the effort that it probably took to train and, and you know, film this monkey. I mean, I don't know how much it takes for a monkey to throw things i mean they figure that out themselves that's a good point the one of the first videos i showed my students was of a monkey throwing a rock <laughs> like a chimpanzee what, what was the purpose of that lesson so human beings if you're so like a baseball game you know you know that humans can throw a ball really fast because our muscles are elastic mm. but chimpanzees are all tight and so they when they try to throw overhand it looks really funny because they just go like oh and they just kind of like toss it. And so there's a monkey of a chimp uh, video of a chimpanzee throwing a rock. And he's like sprinting. And then he gets like, whoa. But he kind of like <laughs> sidearms it. And he can't really move his arms because his muscles aren't elastic. But human beings are elastic because we came out of the trees and started walking around and our muscles lengthened. And then we started throwing spears and stuff. Wow. So, okay. So there's an evolutionary lesson there. Oh, yeah. Big one. Nice. Muscle elasticity. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're good hunters. Yeah, perfect. Never thought you needed that information, did you, huh? I, w I was not expecting to learn anything this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so Kel walks in. with. They walk inside. Kel has Charles, and he's, like, talking to Charles. Uh, we're just Charles like, the Rock. Charles the Rock. That's right. As chaos is happening in the kitchen, they say, do you hear that sound? And Kel's like, yeah, it sounded like it came from the couch. <laughs> so he's, like, li listening to the couch, moving stuff around. And Keenan's like, no, it came from the kitchen. They go to the kitchen, they're in disbelief, but they still don't see Charles, who's on top of the fridge now. Yes, uh, he, he's up on top of the fridge in the background. Good framing on, on this episode. This is what you kind of want from a monkey episode. <laughs> he's in the yeah. background doing stuff while Keenan and Cal are like, can't see him, can't find him. Their kitchen's destroyed, there's broken stuff everywhere. And they're like, okay, look for him. Uh, Keenan looks in the cabinet, Cal looks in the blender. <laughs> and, and he goes, Cal, he's not going to be in the blender. And Kel goes, I know, I already checked. <laughs> the Rockmores come into the, the kitchen. The rest of them just show up, and they're like, what happened here? Keenan's excuse is that uh, Kel and I were uh, having fun with the dishes. And he picks up a dish and throws it on the ground. <laughs> yeah, Kel does that. He's like, whoa, that is fun. Yeah, and they just start breaking dishes. I mean, Roger has to think that they're crazy. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but Roger also thinks that he's crazy as well, so he should be <laughs> one to throw stones. That's right, that's right. So that Keenan and Kel run to the front door because they hear the doorbell ring. Roger's walking and he's angry. <laughs> and they're like, oh, great, a distraction. Unfortunately, distraction is the zoo lady that they called. Yeah, she's like, oh, you two. And Keenan goes, oh, wrong number. Nobody there. And he like can't decide. <laughs> he can't decide what excuse he wants to make up. So he just kind of closes the door in her face and, he, and he's just kind of saying them all. <laughs> yeah, just he is at a loss for words. He's like, who was that? Roger says, and Keenan's like, uh, that was nobody. Uh, Roger opens the door. The woman says that she's here for the chimpanzee, and everybody's like, what? What? And then, uh, like the, like royalty, Charles strolls in oh, with a garden hose. He shoots it at everybody and starts spraying everybody with water, even the zoo lady, and they all react like they're being shot at by a <laughs> weapon. Yeah. Oh, this chimpanzee. And that's the end of the episode. Yep. Uh, did you, do you have the end credits? Nope. Uh, Keaton comes out and says, Did everyone enjoy this installment? <laughs> this, the part that bugs me is what they say here is that, Don't worry about Charles, is what they say. 
they say, uh, he, he's at a better zoo that's not too far away from us, and we can visit him anytime. Information that they should have probably learned, like, as soon as they moved, learned that he was moving. They should have said he was going far away. Yeah, no, he, he's not too far away. Adam, you know what you know would have been a better... Okay, why don't you just finish this up, and then I'll have a better episode. Cal uh, is very amused by his new pet, his pet Rock Charles. And he's like, look, I taught him some tricks. He put us, puts him on the ground. And he's like, look, watch, stay. Play dead. And he's not moving. So, successful tricks. Then he says to him, roll over. And the rock rolls over. And, and uh, he's like, all right, it's time for another zany adventure. Grab a handful of dirt, two dozen assorted donuts, and an aardvark, and meet me at the gymnasium. Come on, twisty. And they leave. Well, there you go. Right, that's the episode. Here's a better episode plot and direction and maybe this is where it was going before they ran out of time or something with the monkey they can only rent the monkey for one day or i don't know what happened charles stays at rigby's and like what instead of causing a ruckus he like starts to clean up and then chris is like hey you're not half bad and they put on this whole show of like charles the the grocery store employee and then he wins employee of the day before keenan i thought that that's the plot they were going to go with as soon as he showed up with the little apron on yeah. As soon as the why did you make a monkey-sized apron? I, I don't know. I mean, that would have been that would have been funnier. It would have been smarter. And then like they would have like championed Charles instead of him being this like crazy wild animal. He could have been like this actually like doing stuff around Rigby's and they could have like jump clipped. <laughs> and then Keen Chris is like Keenan, you got to keep this monkey. So Keenan takes him home and has to like hide him from his parents. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that would have been better. I guess maybe they were limited in what they could do with Charles. They're like, well, I can throw some things around. Yeah, I know. I mean, I feel like they should have used him better. He basically just, like, replaced the slapstickness of Kel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of took the spotlight away from away from the rest of the characters. The entire episode slows down so we can just watch the fact that they got a monkey. And that's supposed to be, like, enough for us. Yeah, yeah, no, I think we need a more sophisticated... I didn't feel too, too great about this one. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad that they tried something new. It was cool having a monkey on. Yeah. Um... I might say that it's a little insulting that they said that um, a grocery store is no place for primates when that is what we are. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so, anyways. Whose fault do you think this episode was? Keenan's or Kel's, Aaron? This is Kel's fault. 100%. He, he, would, he took the monkey out of the zoo. He took it way too far. All I had to do was ask where they're taking him to, and then they've been fine, apparently. That's right. Let's, uh, let's get to ratings here at the end of our program. On IMDb, this episode has a 6.9. It's ranked 57, very low on the list of Keenan and Cal episodes. Uh, and I think I might agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't want to discount some of the writing here because it is there are some good jokes and are some good moments. But I think it's more so carried by the characters, not really like the plot or the, the jokes. Yes, uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, out of 10 bottles of orange soda, how many would you give this episode, Aaron? I think I'd give this one a, a 7. Seven, not bad. I'm right there with you. I'm gonna give this one a six point five. Yeah, I was thinking six point five, but I, you know, I, I, when I watched it, it wasn't so bad. It was like kind of like it's, oh, this is a harmless, fun time with Keenan and Kel. That's right. That's right. Yeah, nothing too bad. The only th- I dock it for just ha- losing point, not having as much Keenan and Kel. That's right. There was also uh, probably worth mentioning. Uh, animal rights have changed a lot in the past twenty years. I did not see any like no animals were harmed in the making of this at the end of this episode. Right. So that, you know, uh, maybe that marks me down from a 7.5 to a 6.5, you know. Yeah, that, that's fair. 
Yeah, so, you know, that's all stuff we gotta look out for. And I, I hope uh, Charles lived a, a fun, exciting life, <laughs> being a star in Keenan and Kel and all that. He might still be alive. Yeah, he could be. I wonder if he's the same monkey that came out on Parental Guidance. <laughs> on the beginning of the stage, remember that one time? Oh, maybe. Yeah. The I'll, resident monkey. I'll compare faces, I guess. So, uh, what episode are we doing next time? Next week... We are looking at the penultimate episode of season three, episode 21, Who Loves Who? Or maybe Who Loves Who-O? <laughs> I, think, I think it's Who. Did you know who the writers are for this episode coming up? Mason Gordon, Nick Cannon, and Keenan Thompson. <laughs> yes, and that is a, a crazy part that we will uh, be exploring uh, next time. Directed by Virgil, who has rightfully taken his throne as the the main director towards the end of season three. Mm, yes, he has. He, he most of this season. He actually Kim did a lot of the early part. She did. So uh, hey, uh, join us next time as we explore that, and uh, make sure to check out our new T-shirt shop. That's right. Until next time, everybody. Ah, oh, here it goes. Thank you for listening. You can send us an email at keenancalpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash keenancalpodcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at keenancalpodcast. 